0: I'm Sam Saitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And my guest today lives and breathes for helping people in need. I'm talking about Yvette Guermo. She brought her whole family with her, and they are all incredible people. She talks about how she was raised in Mexico with deaf parents and deaf siblings and how that affected her, how she got here to America, and more importantly, how she got here to Hamilton, and why and how she helps so many people. She really is such a special person, and we are so lucky to have her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my friend, Yvette Guerma. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam tells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. I have a very special guest with me today. And she brought the entire crew <laughs> with her. Yvette, can yes. you can you tell the people who's here with you?
1: Oh, yes. My wonderful husband, Steve McGehee, and my lovely daughter, Tara McGehee.
0: hmm <laughs> I just told Tara she might have to make a little special guest appearance eventually and she's like, "Oh yeah. yeah. She's ready." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Very cool. Yes. So,
0: yeah. uh can I can I venture out on a limb and and take a guess saying that you are not from Hamilton?
1: You're right. Wow, yes. ding
0: ding ding. But my
1: heart is here. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. No, I yeah.
0: from researching you and mm-hmm. just uh, mm-hmm hearing word of mouth about you, I, I know that you are mm-hmm. all in here at Hamilton.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but before we get into that, let's go to the way back.
1: Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Where were you born and raised?
1: I was born in Toluca, Mexico. You want to know how I ended up here?
0: <laughs> I do. and yes. the, But I also want to know mm-hmm. what it was like
1: mm-hmm.
0: being raised by parents uh, who, they were both deaf, right?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I'm really curious what that's like. What kind of accommodations does a child make? What kind of Different kind of education you might receive uh, living like that. I don't know. I've never had a friend or know anyone like Um, that.
1: mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a mix of everything. Um, My parents are very loving and they uh, play with us. We were a very close tie family, I think, because they are deaf. I also have a brother and a sister who are deaf. (gasps) Wait a minute.
0: So are you the only one in the family? No, I
1: have a, a brother who's hearing too.
0: Um, Wow! I
1: know. Yes.
0: And you have one hundred percent hearing, no problems at all.
1: Yeah. No. Well, my husband sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. No, but um, no. Yeah, I I can hear. Yes. Uh, What? So it's interesting. uh, With the question, one of the things that. Happened with my husband. That he notices that with Steve is that uh, our all our communication was with sign language. And actually, my first language was um, not Spanish. I, I communicated first in sign language, um, and that's then when my brother, um, my parents realized my brother he was here and needed to learn how to speak. They sent him to live uh, with my grandparents for a couple of months, and then he came. Uh, and started talking to me, and I learned to speak because wow. uh, by talking to him and. My parents thought that maybe if they got a parrot for me, I would. <laughs> they didn't know how parrots work, <laughs> and so I. Um, and music, they were like, they they really wanted us to kind of through listening to learn uh, through music through through music and the people like so they asked their friends, how do we help our children? And the friends said, oh, get get a radio for them, and they they will be listening to the radio, and then that's how they can learn to speak. So
0: and, was music a big part of your childhood?
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and then they got, uh, my father brought a lot of uh, classical music for us, and we fell in love, but we were a little bit odd with the other kids who were not listening to classical. Yeah! Not too many kids <laughs> yeah. listening to, yeah. what, Mozart, Beethoven? Yeah, but, uh, Tchaikovsky. Oh, yeah, the classics. Wagner, yeah, yeah. Cool, <laughs> yes. cool.
0: Did you, so you said your first language is sign language? Yeah. I've never heard of anyone saying that before, their first language. Uh, and when did you learn English?
1: Uh, so in Me- in, the sc- in the school in Mexico when I went to elementary school, so I guess other countries um, really take seriously uh, teaching uh, other languages and especially English because all the other countries recognize that English is very important if you want to right and and we were privileged in that my parents were very um, just uh, they wanted the best for us and they learned that uh, there was something like scholarships. And so, one of the stories that is amazing about my parents is that we went to the office of the governor, uh, the, edu- the secretary of education of my state, every day, like for about three months. That's like what my mom says. Would they
0: talk to you each time, or you were just. No, we
1: just showed my mom's. We came there, my mom said, we, we are here because we want to get a scholarship from our children so that they can go to a private school, a good school.
0: But how and does it work there? I mean, do you have to show them that you've been. Doing well in school, or is it? Yes,
1: yes, 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 of course. And we were very like my parents. Um, so, uh, because my my two siblings who are deaf, um, they started going to a deaf school. So, mm-hmm. I also another thing that many people don't know is that sign language is not universal. So my, my first language was Mexican Sign Language. Oh,
0: no way! <laughs> what a cool piece <laughs> yes. of knowledge. Wow. Yes. No, uh-huh. I, I bet you most people did not know yes,
1: that. Yes, most people think that it's universal. But no, there's Mexican Sign Language. Uh, even not, um, not all Spanish, uh, play, not all places that speak Spanish have the same Sign Language. So, there is a Peruvian sign language, Honduran. So, the language. sign language,
0: my students and I, we do sign language when we sing our morning songs.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Do you think
0: it's completely different from it's, what you do?
1: So, it's, uh, I also I know Mexican sign language and American sign language. So, the, the, at, uh, at the beginning, um, it was hard when I started learning American sign language. Um, to understand, but then um, a lot of the signs. So the, the the way that sign language works is that it's very. You don't use a lot of articles or uh, adjectives or adverbs. Mm. You um, emphasize the the uh, intensity or the uh, by the gestures that you make. You just with become your face. more
0: intense as you, you're doing it.
1: Ah uh, no! But also, like for example, if you want to say um, in sign language like the big uh, fat and um, uh, oh, the big uh, rock or something like that. Uh-huh. Or the big. So you just make your eyes big and you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you, 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 you that's so funny because song. like
0: that's so obvious to anyone. Uh-huh. Like of course that's how you would describe it. Uh-huh, you know.
1: Yeah. So you make it with your face. You make and so um so when that's similar in all the languages, even in theater. So what the way when I started learning. Uh, American Sign Language. My our teacher did these exercises with us and just had us, uh, how would you say I need to go to the doctor if you didn't know American Sign Language? So we had to. Uh, um just come up with how would we say, and, and it is very. I think it's very intuitive. Like we, even hearing people that had never learned sign language, they came up with ideas that were very close to sign language. So, uh-huh. uh, and so um, in that way, it's very similar. Like uh, things that are uh, related to emotions, we the signs are uh, always close to the heart are talking about sad or mm. happy. So and, uh, all the movements
0: that you're doing, you're doing them close to your heart? To your
1: heart, if it's emotions. because oh, that's, that's so uh-huh. interesting. And if it's related to your um, thoughts, so when you want to say smart or intelli- intelligent, inteligente en español, and smart is the same area. Yeah,
0: Yvette, what she's doing right now, she's doing all these different hand motions above <laughs> her head, clearly telling me different <laughs> thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so, so it's kind of intuitive. And if it's about... Um, Walking or using your hands, or just um, you use then your feet and so it uses the le- different parts of your body de- depending on what you're referring uh, to and um, right. some signs I, there are beautiful signs like I like butterfly. Oh look at that! <laughs> My students do that
0: b- sign all the time, yeah, the butterfly. are yeah.
1: three, this is, so trees, for example is the same in Mexican sign language and American sign language so and in other, yeah, I, in other languages that are sign language is similar. Too. That's
0: so no. cool. I Let's know. go back to um, so you, did you get the scholarship? How did you get the scholarship? Uh, so
1: yes um, so we just show up there every day, and, and uh, so the, until one day, the Secretary of Education in Mexico, he let us come and talk to him, and he, we just, like we were, we, we, my brother and I who are hearing, we grew up interpreting for my family.
0: In uh, what?
1: Interpreting. Like when we had to talk Interpreting, to uh-huh. oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, when sorry. Had, yeah. Yeah, no, my accent is hard. <laughs> 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 yes. So, um, yeah, so when, even when we went to school, Um, And my parents decided that they wanted my uh, deaf siblings to, instead of going to the deaf school, they wanted them to come to, to study in the regular school with us because they felt that they would learn more. And so my brother, Paco, his name is Paco, and I became their interpreters at school. So we were Seven and eight years old when no we were way. <laughs> translating oh, the class. How close are you guys? <laughs> oh, very, very close. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes.
0: I yes. mean, you guys really needed each other.
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah. So. Um, you had a big yeah.
0: responsibility.
1: It was yes, and sometimes it was not that fun because if they, in my siblings that in not the, do their home, they could blame it on us. Oh. That we didn't tell them, and we were like...
0: Oh, no way. I'm sure you could have spun it around and get them right back. Know,
1: yes. Yeah. So,
0: mm mm-hmm. um, Wow. Okay, so mm-hmm. here you are. What next?
1: So, yeah, then, Then. Uh, because you were asking how did we learn, how did I learn uh, uh, English? Yes. Because we went to, we were privileged to go to private schools when we got the scholarship. What from schools the, did uh-huh. you go to? So, um... <laughs> the it, it, It's the name of the school you want to know. It's yeah. just like private school, the Isidro Favela. And, okay. uh, and then uh, my um, college, it was also in one of the best schools in the uh, Tech de Monterrey okay. is the name of the school. It's kind of the MIT of Mexico. Okay. <laughs> so, and <laughs> and the, what were you the, studying? The, the actually, and I studied international business. I I thought I was going to be... Um, I was interested in just different cultures and I and wanted to learn about different you cultures. You love people, right? I love people, yes. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: all types of people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> a yeah. wide range.
1: Uh-huh. I think what happened with us is that when we, we were very isolated when we were growing up, it was very difficult to make friends. My parents didn't have a lot of friends and even we were not close to our extended family because not, nobody learned a uh, new sign language. So, their communication was very limited, so it was us and although w- we played a lot we did a lot of things. I did feel very
0: um lonely.
1: Uh, lonely. and i i was, was and then I started discovering that there were other things outside of our house like were f- that were fun like um uh, like scouts, and I wanted to be a part of the scouts and so my my parents were were supportive um and then I discovered like philosophy there there was a group that was um Learning f- philosophy? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you like mean? A like w- w- like, like an history? organization? Yeah, that would gi- they would give talks about Plato and Socrates like and all. Oh, and, hey. and so. <laughs> check, out, check
0: out my new tattoo. We got referee <laughs> Socrates here. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's a little this
1: bit,
0: the, oh. it's, it's hard to tell because he's wearing a referee hat. You see, he's refereeing a dodgeball game between Spartans and gladiators. Ah,
1: okay. There's a lot going on <laughs> <Okay>. here. <laughs> it's
0: like everything I've taught okay. ah, is a okay. one oh. thing. <laughs> Very interesting.
1: Yeah. So, um, so the, yeah, then I then I also was interested in astronomy. So my parents were um, just at the same time, we were tight, but I just knew that there were more there was more that in my family and my parents. were we were not they were not giving we were not in touch with everything that we can know and learn if it's not when we are in touch with other people right yeah, so that, you were definitely I, I mean you're obviously
0: very intelligent but I, there's no, how could you optimize your your own skill set and you know continue to grow when the the resources are limited right.
1: Yes, I'm being I guess because the conversation is about like how did I become so interested in um, people and why it did matter to us. I I, f- I that uh, our life was much richer when you meet people because people have uh, so many different interests that maybe in your tight family you are limited when you are just among your circle because the interests that we have in, in our family are probably just uh, the Yes, limited, right? Absolutely. They may be great, people but then you start meeting own. other people that have this other interest and you discover like, oh, there is philosophy, there is astronomy, there is music, like there is poetry, like so you started discovering that. all, like people are wonderful because when you meet people that, that are different to you, you discover new things. Yeah. And your life is much richer then. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Uh I feel bad for people who get stuck in their little bubble with the people who love the same thing they do, the Mm -hmm. same political beliefs, the same everything. And you know, you can't learn from that, you can't grow from that, Mm -hmm. and you can't experience new things from that. So I'm I'm with you 100%. I've had friends on one side and then friends on the other side, you know, just I love a wide range of people too. And and not only do I love them, uh, you don't just love them, you seem to help people. On a very very wide range, um, the name of your is uh, <clears throat> Allies in Caring. Uh-huh. So,
1: how did that happen?
0: How did that happen? How did you uh, How did you get here?
1: First? Uh okay. So, um, I I decided I wanted to come here because I was working at a library and I discovered I, I started reading this book that is the Sacred Path of Shambhala and it's about the uh, being um, a warrior in the world and I just decided I want to go and meet the person who wrote this book and the person was here (laughs) in the United States so I started looking to apply for scholarships to come and this person is Chagun Trumpa. I didn't know when I came here that he had already died but I wanted to meet him Uh, and so (laughs) I started looking for scholarships and I um, I got a scholarship at uh, Gallaudet University that is at the School for the Deaf, is a um, world-renowned university where classes are taught in sign language. And You're looking from for the
0: author of this book. Yes. You're on a search. <laughs> I
1: a, per- a search
0: for the author of a book.
1: <laughs> yes, I thought I have to meet these people. But what that are you going to say when you see him? <laughs> I... It, the book is about what's possible. How can we create an enlightened society, a society where we make room for everyone?
0: Is it based on Buddhism?
1: It's based on Buddhism. Okay. Uh-huh. And, so, and the idea is, and that was very important to me, is um, cause, uh, that, that it's possible to be brave and strong and at the same time tender. Tender. And the, 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 that actually, to be... Um, brave and to be a warrior in in the world that uh, when uh, maybe the the warrior that he talks about is someone brave and an open heart and and committed uh, that you actually need to uh, be willing to share your heart and to be genuine and, and tender. So that was I just thought this is what I want. And and in my uh, growing up, I was very interested in 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 the broken hardness that people have. Like I thought, and what in, in the broken heart broken that we heart, we okay. all have a, a, some crack in our being, right? And that that's not something to be ashamed of or to hide. But I felt that. There was something precious in there, because... And that was from my personal experience, because I... Just from growing up with my family, uh, that we had this bu- vulnerability from being deaf and, like, not fitting, right, not right-fitting, or being weird in many ways, or...
0: Really? You grew up with those feelings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And even... Um, yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to come to the United States, too, because I knew how uh, there was more um, respect for that for people with disabilities here. I, I learned about the American Disabilities Act that had passed here, mm. and I wanted that also. I wanted to learn how that happened here and how we can make that happen in other countries. So the
0: disrespect of the disabled is, yeah, is way more accepted there, huh?
1: Yeah, this, this belief that people who are... Um, Mentally ill or have a disability are less valuable, or they they don't have anything to offer, mm. and, and it's okay to and they're ignore them. They treated like it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, my parents and my siblings, yeah, of course, wow. and and of course us too. Like me, I remember going like in school, the teachers kind of dismissing my parents, and, and and
0: even for being deaf. I mean, there's so much you can do without your hearing. In fact, I uh-huh. I, I mean. Uh I had a roommate who actually became, like, a really popular musician.
1: (laughs) I had that person. (laughs) Actually, he's
0: he's a blind person. Uh, uh It's like he was on the New Year's show this year, you know, the countdown Uh, in uh New York Uh, City. He was uh, my roommate four years ago. uh, He's part of a a band called the X Ambassadors. And I used to go to his room. He couldn't see, but he was rocking out on his keyboard. uh And now uh, there he is. At the that's stage amazing, of all stages, yeah. uh-huh. uh, who's to say? Uh, it, of course, it, yeah. Of so, course,
1: yeah. I think it's changing in in uh, in Mexico. You and, think so? Yeah, and hmm. uh, 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 we are learning. Yeah, and I. Um, but definitely, that's one of the um, United States has so many areas in which uh, people have impacted the whole world in transforming yeah. how we perceive others. So I've
0: traveled. I see it yes. everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: So that was an area that I felt I, I, I want to go and, and just Gallaudet is It's an amazing university. Uh, people from all over the world come who want to study how to work with people with disabilities mm. and a place where I learned about um, being proud of uh, being deaf rather than being embarrassed and being proud of uh, knowing sign language and know how wonderful and that now it's more like I, I see more people want to learn sign language but growing up it was something like embarrassing that my parents even were forbidden to sign to use sign language wow
0: it was stigmatized it was
1: very stigmatized ah,
0: uh-huh. wow a language was stigmatized a language that is I, just bonkers I
1: know yes yeah okay uh-huh.
0: okay so how Hamilton? Uh, so you're searching for this <laughs> author? Oh, this gentleman <laughs> right here. Hello. Well, my well might as well introduce yourself, man. <laughs> yes, uh, come on over. <laughs> What's up, my friend? How much? I'm Steve. <laughs> hey, Steve. You're the reason she's here, huh? You're the one we should thank? I, c- I kidnapped her and brought her here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how, how did you guys meet?
1: <laughs> we met at meditation retreat. Um, yeah, so we went in Baltimore. I, I was living in Washington D.C., going to school in Washington D.C., but the retreat or the meeting was in Baltimore. And so he came from here, and I, and that's. Um, so you you yeah. study
0: and practice Buddhism as well, right? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I wanted to talk about, you know what? We're going to continue the story about Uh you coming here, but uh, I'm going to summon you when it's time to talk Buddhism because I have a bunch of questions about that too, man. He's the one. He's the one. He's the uh, guru, maybe? (laughs) So, okay.
1: I, I was going to do my practicum at San Francisco. And then I met him, and I changed my plans. (laughs) 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 This is no San Francisco. This is way better. (laughs) I know. I quickly, um, fortunately, found a place to do my practicum in Philadelphia. So Mm. then we dated for a year. I came to Hamilton. I thought it was beautiful the first time that I came. And I saw the trees. I took the train. What year? um, What year was this? 2005. Okay. Mm -hmm. And... uh, just was like beautiful, all the trees, and coming, like walking from the station in Central Avenue, his Mm. house was in Central Avenue. So um, yeah, that's how I, I I was very hard to, there's no public transportation, I didn't have like a car, Mm. I just, so I, I was very hard like just depending on him for transportation or not. And plus, and you and didn't have
0: any of your family here. Exactly, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, so, whole, it's a yeah. whole new world.
1: Uh-huh. And so I did have, an, an, and also the process of leaving Mexico was, was very painful. I remember having dreams of um, feeling like my, I had strains connected to my people and my country like, that, that were being stretched like hard, like, and I was just in so much pain, like physical pain of, in my dreams. Yeah. of like being separated from my family my friends my everything that i your missed whole life uh-huh. so your whole yeah, life yeah. up until
0: that point
1: point. and i remember having this feeling that i was just hovering uh, and, and i didn't have roots and i kept thinking i want to have roots again I, I need to put roots somewhere and i i did i i we went to a fire a community fire and there was a Shaman, there. Part part of my tradition in in Mexico is the witchol tradition, and it's one of the traditions like when when uh, Mexico was colonized by it, it Spain, a lot of like Mayans and Aztecs and Toltecs and all those groups um, kind of don't exist anymore or have faded, but the witchol tradition has remained, and they have been very protective of their. Um, traditions and, and and one of the things that they do is that they do fire community fires where you can ask one of the um, wise men if you have a question and they, they help you explore or the community also helps you. So in one of these uh, fires I, I asked this this man I that I, I was just feeling that I needed to find my home and I didn't know how to find it and I felt torn because now I had met Steve and I felt like I can't leave and i don't feel like going to Mexico I wasn't is he going to move with me like what am I going to do <laughs> and so i asked how do i how do i find my home or how He'd do i probably
0: be the first dude to ever leave hamilton new jersey to move to mexico i bet money on that <laughs> i bet money
1: so so um, he mentioned to me you you know you can find your ha- you you can find your home wherever you are just you you just have to put your heart there and it really helped me because that's when I decided, okay, Hamilton is going to be my home. I'm going to make it my home. And what he s- said is like, you just s- give your heart to the to, to your place and you'll discover that it will become your home.
0: You picked a good one. You yes, definitely I picked know. a good one.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh-huh. So here you are and you have this really cool, um, is it a, a business, a non-profit? What is it's it? It's a
1: non-profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it was a for-profit when I founded it. I was invited to found it after I had worked with a community um, uh, of uh, refugees that Catholic charities brought to uh, Atlantic City from Burma when the genocide had happened in Burma. So there was one of the kids who came, there was about a group of 100 people that came from Burma that were brought by Catholic charities to Atlantic City. I was already working as a therapist. And um, one of the kids in that community was uh, is deaf, and they asked me if I could work with him. He- they were having a lot of trouble. The kid was going coming in and out of the hospital and, and the police was arresting him. So I started working with him, and it was so um, it worked so well, and, and nobody there knew uh, English, but I started teaching everybody sign language, and that was, that was the way that we kind of managed to communicate. and so uh, after that, I was invited by another uh, organization to see if I wanted to become a direct provider for the, the Department of Children and Families. And then they helped me ha- like kind of learn how to become an, an organization. And then I started as a nonprofit, profit as a, as a for-profit. But then um, Steve uh, talked to me about his boss had converted his business uh, as uh, employee-owned and I was inspired by that idea that you that, that instead of being the owner, I didn't want to profit out of the health, mental <laughs> health of others. I wanted to be of service. And so, it's would you? I mean, are you
0: able to do that <coughs> and still make a living, though?
1: Yes, that's how that's how I do. So, the, as a nonprofit, <laughs> um, I feel that the, the the beauty of being a nonprofit is that the community owns the nonprofit. It's not my organization, mm. and it's not about making profit. I do believe that all the employees and all the people that work in the organization need to have a good. Um, living wage, right? And and yeah. that is, and, and we need to have a good work balance, but I'm committed to that, to, to kind of being of the community and, and serving, especially talking about health services. I don't think that we that we should profit, make profit from. That we just ask providers, we do need to make a good living, but not profit from. Yeah. The health. <laughs> Where are you guys located? Here in Hamilton. But we serve, uh, we provide a crisis intervention uh, for children and their families, uh, and we serve all South Jersey, from Burlington to Cape May. Ocean when you say hunting. crisis
0: intervention, what are we talking?
1: So, when there is a kid who is suicidal, or is cutting themselves, or started experimenting with drugs, or is um, violent, and is about to be expelled, or is about to be uh, placed in, in an, a group home or, or hospital, hospitalized, or the purpose of our services. Is to prevent out-of-home placement So that the idea is that we can we come and work with the whole family to help them uh, manage the situation. Because we understand that when a kid is having is in trouble, it's not that something is wrong with the kid, but probably something that is happening in the system.
0: Is that like that all the time? Is, do you never come into parents who are just really good parents whose kid just happened to get into the wrong crowd of? Does that never happen? No.
1: yeah, I think you're right. So it's, yeah, that it's, can it's, happen it's, too, It's a right? combination, yes. Right. It's it has a, to be a combination. A, a combination. Yeah, a
0: combination. Yeah. But you go and you uh-huh. counsel the parents.
1: Yeah. So we work with the whole family. And not only the parents. We try to see who else in the community can help. Because sometimes it's, very, um, it's, a, it's a lot for the parents to try to help a, a child themselves only. So sometimes the, the child probably needs friends and the, and the, the kid doesn't know how to make friends and the friends are rejecting him and then he's taking it out in the family. Okay. You know? So we help the family figure out how can we help this kid develop this uh, communication and social skills that he will be better at making friends. And how can we work with a group of kids that will be that will help him too and they will develop some empathy? How do rather- you find
0: how do you do that?
1: So we we identified in the community who has um I, I can tell you just like a, a story for example example so yeah. the, the so th- there was a kid that was referred to us that was um suicidal he was getting depressed uh because um because he was isolated and then uh we learned that he li- he liked um football he liked playing soccer mm. and um Always like connecting them to soccer to other uh, uh, outlet, uh, like outlets or yeah, other yeah. activities sure. that are fun for them helps, and so his brother was already uh, this is a deaf kid so um, his brother was already playing at a, a soccer uh, with his friends, and we talked to his brother he will bring him invite him and the brother was a little bit hesitant uh, and when we explore a little bit more he he was just he didn't want. To part- witness what if my brother gets rejected and that's going to be painful for, for me and I will end up fighting with the others. I don't know what to do. So we we help the brother, and we asked the brother if there was another person in his another friend close to him that played soccer, that would want to come and learn with us how to how to be prepared if his brother was made fun of. And so we we talked to them i uh we invited a group of people like we told the family can you invite a group of people that you know that c- care about this jude and and we just had a dinner that the mom cooked i brought dessert we put an as so we set a nice table and everybody invited like a group uh, they're just friends or so, uh, someone in the school that cares about this Jude. and everybody said yeah we want to find a way to help and so we identify. So one idea is to help them to help him play soccer. Another idea is that there is a church here. Somebody else said there's a church here where nearby, where there's the deaf, deaf people. He he wanted to kind of start. Seeing if she, he could have like a girlfriend or something, or no meet doubt. someone. <laughs> yeah, for real. So okay, maybe a church like it's a good place to meet someone. And that church has a mass that is in sign language. Maybe he can meet someone. Can somebody give him a ride or introduce wow. him? So, so, you guys we try are like to,
0: superheroes. You really uh, come in and save people. I mean, uh-huh. and there's so many kids out there who could use a, a team like you guys.
1: Yeah, we are, we are trying to because we understand that not all there, not everything is just individual. Um, like mental um, or emotional, personal problems, but it's also like systemic, right? Like that uh, maybe I don't have social skills or communication skills, but it's also that I have been rejected many times. And now I'm a little bit awkward and I have tried so many other things. I tried to be the the funny person, but it didn't work. I tried to, (laughs) and then I stopped talking and I don't know what to do now. And then, but this, but so I need some help to learn how to uh, what what skills actually work, but also the rest of people need some help, and so we even came to the school and, and work with them. some of we have come to the school and work with the students and try to just kind of uh, help them earn, understand that. Do you
0: take volunteers uh, like someone yeah. like me because I'd be happy to come and help in any way I oh, can yes, you know? That'll
1: be great. Yeah, yeah I live yeah, for that, that stuff. That, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. So that's wonderful about Hamilton. and I find that a lot of people had offer. Like an, is there? yes, so we we as an organization, I think we have to be um, to do better and and are uh, helping people who want to give. Uh, help them gi- give give, the them more give them more opportunities more opportunities it's uh-huh. hard when
0: you bring new people in because you're dealing with your uh-huh. clients and they bring a whole new person and your clients are probably going through a very sensitive time so you need to make sure if you're going to let volunteers in you're choosing the right ones yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah. um but I've worked with kids before, so I, <laughs> I got a background in it. Yes, yes. No. So. And we
1: do provide training, so if you, and we have a process. Like, if you are interested, you can be ha- become a behavioral assistant. Mm. And we have a, an agreement with Rutgers University where, like, you can go through a training and get certified. And so, yes, if you are interested, you can let us know, and we can help you through that process.
0: And so how do you find out about the people that need your help?
1: So oh, we are um, already one of the providers for the Department of Children and Families. And so people, the kids who need the help, normally the parents call this screening center that is called Perform Care. And Perform Care that determines um, what is the level of care that they need. If, if it's intensive, intensive, like what we provide, then they refer them. And so we, we specialize in working with children mm-hmm. who are immigrants Spanish speaking and um, or children who's, who need services in sign language and, and ch- or children who are have developmental disabilities
0: you also do addiction as well right
1: very little now oh, okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah I saw yeah. that listed on, on your list but mm-hmm. uh, mental illness yeah uh, we wide do, range.
1: yeah because addictions has become uh, so we do more prevention and more education like if a kid is just experimenting with drugs we can mm-hmm. work with them but if it's
0: they uh, need to go someone yeah. else mm-hmm. if there's a yeah. real, uh, yeah, gotcha. Uh-huh. Addiction,
1: mm-hmm. yes.
0: You've been helping people your whole life, you bet. <laughs> yeah, you don't stop. Yes. You don't stop yes. helping people. It's a beautiful uh-huh. thing. Do you, do you uh-huh. ever you know, give a little time to yourself?
1: Yes. Um, what I, I do find a lot of joy in um, meeting people. I discover always that the experiences that are tough, sometimes that's where the beauty comes from. And I'm reading your shirt that says be a nice human.
0: I wore this special for you today. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to point it out myself. I was only hoping you would. So I'm so happy. I wear this shirt with pride.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I think that's what, we, what I noticed that people who have gone through difficulties, they learn to be a nice human. That there's something about like Knowing, I, I know, for, for example, I can give you an example from my dad, know, that his family, a lot of the emphasis when he was growing up was on trying to see if they could fix his lo- hearing loss. And so he, his parents would take him to doctors to see if he could hear, uh, use hearing aids or speech therapy. And, and then th- he learned that there's nothing to fix like it's not that you have to fix the deafness or like and we have a culture that sometimes is aggressive like we are trying to fix ourselves rather like,
0: than learning to live with it
1: yes and just can can you just be <coughs> yourself and not try it so hard and and, and sometimes it's kind of violent how we try to change ourselves or change the other uh, because we have an image that there's some way of being better or perfect but and you guys are
0: doing it through love
1: Yes, and 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 that there's, uh, there are other qualities that are mo- that are very essential that we forget, like what it means to be a human being, a nice human being, that where you care about the other person, you can think of others, you can uh,
0: understand that they've been through things yes, that have brought them uh, to where they are today.
1: Yeah, and so for example, my parents. Um, <coughs>
0: Sorry, <laughs> getting over that, something. Yes, <laughs> but,
1: uh, <laughs> and other people that I see with. Um, disabilities or mental illness after trying so hard to change or to work with themselves they get to a point where like this is probably going to be a part of my life always that I'm going to have to deal with this um, habit that is difficult or this um, uh, my mind always yeah. being anxious and,
0: and they finally grow acceptance
1: yes grow acceptance and they can be nice to others, and they can uh, give to the children. They can uh, be generous. So I think uh, that that's um, that's what the beauty that I that I really appreciate. The beauty that I appreciate is when um it d- we don't have to be um, l- like sometimes it takes to have suffered to have uh, gone through a difficult time or a loss or to be vulnerable, for you to get to that point where you realize what really matters, what truly matters in life and and, and, and to connect with others. Yes, uh
0: some of my best friends in in my life, my best friends, I would say the friends who are on my top five list list, have all gone through some really hard times, harder times than I've ever had Mm. to, I've been very lucky in my life. Mm. I had wonderful parents, a wonderful childhood. I'm very blessed and I'm grateful for all of it. And I've noticed that all my friends, though, have not been so lucky, but they still have that heart. They have such a warm heart and they mm-hmm. appreciate things so much more because they know what they didn't have and they appreciate what they do have now. Um, mm. I just think what you're doing is a beautiful thing. And I think that these people must come out of it so appreciative now and even more so as, uh, as they grow and become whatever it is that they become because of the guidance you guys have given.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's my hope, and I also feel like I've learned a lot. I always so it. I feel it's mutual that I, it's a, a very rewarding for me yeah. to do what I do. And yeah. I'm sure that's why they love you just yeah. as much, because they know <laughs>
0: that your heart is in this and with them. And yeah. you have big things coming. You gotta, you got something starting, right? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So we have been uh, doing uh, providing crisis intervention. I personally have been doing since 2000. Um, Six providing uh, crisis intervention mental health services but i wanted to us to do more before the crisis happened and, and work on promoting health helping people learn how to live well and how to uh, and one of the uh, problems that i had been interested is the problem of isolation of being isolated because there's more and more research that shows the a very strong correlation between loneliness or being isolated and anxiety depression addictions obesity yes. heart. and 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 the power the strength of having uh, what they call now social capital when a community comes together and share meals and learn together and share support yes and, and the people who friends, say uh, there are
0: people out there who say like you know what, I don't need anybody, I don't need this. It's not true, human beings are social creatures and those mm-hmm. are the people who probably need, need people around more than anyone else.
1: Yeah. People
0: do yeah. need people.
1: Yes, of course, and, and it's, it's great also that like, I, I do respect people that are resilient and have learned how to rely on them, themselves. That's mm-hmm. very important too. But there is something very uh, good that community and having rela- that relationships give us so both are important. It's important to learn how to rely on yourself and be strong yourself and because of course we we can't always um be liked by everyone and um that's also very important to know to separate to, like be an individual that is strong and have strong ground but at the same time someone that is open hearted and can connect with others and receive and give and that's yeah. both are important yeah
0: so your new building um, uh-huh. what, what is so this is a before intervention what is it
1: uh, so this is going to be the the name of the center is convivir convivir in spanish uh means living well together so convivir is uh, living well together like to uh, and then um it's a wellness hub and we want to offer um coaching like uh, life coaching when like if you need to make decisions in your life sometimes uh, before we start getting anxious is because when we are trying to decide is this a good career for me is this a good uh move that i'm I'm, maybe i'm very frustrated and i quit my job before i should right or maybe and um the same with partners and relationships so we we will provide that kind of coaching
0: i mean is is uh it so it's not therapy
1: we, we are going to have different levels, so not everybody needs therapy. So we, sometimes we just need to have a, a thinking partner, and so we are going to offer a partner that can listen and can think with you. And sometimes it's possible to do it your, with your friends and, uh, and with your family, but it, sometimes as a, as a relative, it's very difficult to be an objective yes, person. Yes, you
0: need an objective you, especially <laughs> yeah. when it comes to major yeah. life decisions. That is
1: going to affect What a family. cool
0: service.
1: Yeah. 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 So that, and then we also are going to offer mindfulness-based stress management. So I am—I have trained with uh, John Kabat-Zinn, who's one of the persons who developed the mindfulness-based stress program. Is he's from MIT, from uh, Massachusetts, and has introduced mindfulness in the medical field as a way to work with depression and anxiety rather than saying, relying on medication. Are you saying
0: mindfulness? No, mindfulness.
1: mindfulness? mindfulness. Mindfulness. Got I'm you. Sorry, yeah, of course, yes. mindfulness. Uh huh. So that we are going to be teaching mindfulness and heartfulness that is kind of really learning how to work with your heart and your mind so that you um, develop your own capacity to work with your thoughts and uh, that that sometimes we are tortured by our own thoughts. Right, like uh, Oh my
0: gosh, even (laughs) me. I'm I'm one of the most positive guys on the planet. (laughs) I'm telling you, I can't stay mad for more than an hour. But um, I don't know. I got sick this weekend. And, and seriously, for like an, a good two days, I was really down. And all I could think about when I'm down like that is, oh, my God, there are people who live like this all uh, the time. Uh-huh. Like, it it feels when it's happening to me, it feels like it's never going to end. But it always does really quickly. I It's... It's so good that you're providing a service for people who just can't. I had an episode with, a, if you ever get a chance, O.C. Norman. He did an episode with me about depression. Uh, He's a black belt martial arts. He's an intelligent guy, a really cool guy. But still, mm-hmm. he suffers from it. And, you know, he, he, he would be, I think he would love the fact that you are providing this service for mm. people who could use it.
1: Yes, I, I wa- it was important to me that rather than always relying on a therapist, that, that there are some things that we need, some skills that we need to develop. How do i work with myself because sometimes when we get depressed something triggers us that is almost um, we don't perceive it at the moment but sends us to that place a dark place so we can learn to catch what 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 happened when did this happen and 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 then we can wor- work with ourselves back to a place of more sanity so that's what we will be helping people uh, develop that capacity to observe yourself to use your um, bread and your capacity to observe yourself, and, and then this capacity to radically accept what it is. It doesn't mean to um, eh, condone it or to say it's fine, but just to kind of be with yourself. You, you know that you made a mistake and you screwed. And rather than being your worst enemy, can you mm. stay with yourself and work with yourself so that you can make the repair that you need to make. So Learn those kind of it. things, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, This is the point where I am going to summon the great and powerful Steve, right?
1: (laughs) Steve, please come
0: forward, because I want to ask, how much of these... mm, I I have to imagine that a lot of your uh, teachings have to come from the philosophy of Buddhism. Is that fair to say? Yes, yes. (laughs) Wait.
1: (laughs) So yes, yes, it's a combination of...
0: I um when I was in college Mm -hmm. or not in college when I was uh, in New York City and I had to ride the subway, uh, that's when I started reading because it was like either stare at the person's armpit next to me or get my face in a book. I started reading a a whole host of books about Buddhism. It all started actually with a a, one by an old punk rock singer. It's called um, Hardcore Zen. I was like, oh, if I'm going to learn about Buddhism, I might as well start here. And really going through a series of, uh, I'm not going to say like I'm enlightened or anything like that, but it changed my life and it changed my every moment in the way that I, I interact with people and the way that I uh, can just be, you know, as, mm-hmm. as you guys, I'm sure, practice that all the time. Do you guys meditate? Do you guys, how hard do you guys practice the religion? I, I don't know if religion's the right term for mm-hmm. it, uh, the philosophy. Um. My practice has kind of waned recently, but I have been very intense yeah, for um, more than uh, 29 years or something. Why I'm is doing. it waned? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. I got. I, well, we had a kid.
1: That oh, was one thing. That would make a lot <laughs> of things S- wane. me down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, started working on a, a master's degree, and I finished that, but now we bought a new house and just... That's that's kind of taking up a lot of my time right now. Well, I'm 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 finding the same thing. It's like, even though I was really deep into it for about uh, maybe a year of my life, it still sticks with me. And I Mm -hmm. still have to remember, like, wait a minute, let's go back Mm -hmm. to those beliefs and those uh, things that you remember and take a deep breath. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I think just studying it and and knowing the ideas behind it uh, it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. if you accept them.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you guys are awesome. Uh, And I hope you know that before you go, you have to do the chat pack. But we're going to do it a little different with this crew here. You see, normally I have the guest choose at random. But I've had her loved ones choose from the chat pack some specific (laughs) questions that they, too, will answer. But first, Tara, please come to the microphone. (laughs) Can you give a big hello? Hi. Hi. Yo, Tara, how's your school year been? Good. Yeah. Am I gonna see you at camp this year at all? Yeah. 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 Rock and roll. Are you ready to Are you ready to answer some questions? Yes. All right. Let's do this. Can I get the first question? Chosen yeah. by the great and powerful Tara. What do you still need to accomplish in your career slash profession for you and you alone to feel truly successful? Tara, I don't know if this question's for you. (laughs) (laughs) But for the adults in the room, or if you wanna talk about what you wanna accomplish in school, I'm all for it. So what is it that you wanna accomplish uh, for you to feel truly successful?
1: I dream of having a a strong connection with the community, like having a community um, garden where I cook for other people, they come together. We had conversations. Like a personal, intimate connection with people. I get to hear stories like you do, and and and, and help bring out the best of each person just by listening. And so mm. that's what I would love to
0: do. Hey, you cook. I'll be there.
1: <laughs> 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 what kind of food do yes. you make?
0: Do you cook Mexican food?
1: I yeah, I like. Uh, oh. yes, do I you know. make a mean taco? oh uh, no, I my I make this uh Chile en Nogada. Have you? Uh try the stuffed uh peppers?
0: I've never really no, tried a, a good uh, stuffed pepper. Just
1: uh, should have mine. Oh. I'll make it once. <laughs> oh. I look <laughs> so, forward yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> All right. Yes,
0: rock and roll. Yes. Do either of you want to answer that question? No. <laughs> Tara, what do you want, Kai? Do you wanna get better at what are you doing now? Fractions? you want uh PEMDIS yet? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. I'll tell you what. When you're a pillar in about five years, you're going to be on this show and you're going to have the best answer for me. <laughs> cool beans. All right, give me another question. One more. Bring it in hot. <clears throat> uh,
2: <laughs> well,
0: Tara, it, I believe you might have the best answer for this one. If you could create the ultimate five scoop ice cream cone to be sold in a local shop, what? Five ice cream flavors would your Colossal Cone contain?
2: Um, it would contain vanilla, cookies and cream, birthday cake, chocolate fudge, and Nutella.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yo, Tara. We're on the same wavelength here. Once you started with the, the cookies and cream, oh, I love cookies and cream, no doubt. I want a little cookie dough in there, too. That's how I would spice it up. But I can't complain. Nutella, what? She knows what she wants.
1: Yes.
0: Mom, dad, perfect cone, five flavors. <laughs> I'm sure you've thought about oh, you, this. You
1: know, in Mexico, you have... Um, Ice creams made with hot pepper. Like mango and that. hot pepper, yeah. <laughs> you do it with the
0: chili. Yeah,
1: we do that. You are crazy. <laughs> I know.
0: You so, are nuts. So Lisa and I, <laughs> I look at those flavors and we're like, no way. We always yes. wonder who likes it. So you're the one. Yeah, wow. so that would
1: be mine.
0: Spicy spicy <laughs> ice
1: cream, yeah. Wow. Powerful. Yes. Boom.
0: <laughs> one final question. Bring it forward. More like the Oh. Butter pecan and banana and stuff like that. Butter pecan, banana, <laughs> coffee. Coffee. Yeah, chocolate. I, maybe. Even yeah. Banana. No, I know your kind. Yeah. <laughs> you. You. I like your type too. So I could go either way. Either it's kind of like plain, but like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But uh, I don't know. I, I also like the chunky stuff too. <laughs> yes. This is really good. Those were good answers. Three different answers. Those were three very different answers.
2: Yeah, that one,
0: that sounded good. Oh, you guys look excited about this one. The final question. I want some ice cream now. (laughs) Here we go. If you could add one new store to your town, a store that you honestly believe would have a chance at succeeding. I
1: think Steve has been thinking.
0: Steve's the thinker. I always thought we should have a bookstore, you know, because I love books and, you know. You could have like a kids section where you got have readings and activities for kids. You could have uh, um, sort of political discussion and maybe off to the side, like a cigar bar with you know scotch and stuff like that. But. Dude, can you get started on that, please? <laughs> no. I want that so bad. Yeah. Yeah, we have to travel so far for a bookstore. Mm. Oh, for a little yeah. local bookstore? Yeah. I think that would be so cool. It would have to find a way to make some, some real money because just mm-hmm. selling books alone would be too tough. tough no, and then
1: I... I idea for the bookstore then uh, because I used to do that in, when I was younger in Mexico um, we would tell stories Tara and I would come and, and read books to the kids with our dresses like dress of like kind of something similar to what yes. the story is and we would start t- like telling the story to the kids and the parents I and would bring we my would kids invite, to that. yeah we would invite the kids and the parents to, uh, to be a part of the story <laughs> and to help us like Create a different ending, or create a different middle. So oh, I we that. need something
0: like that. <laughs> Books are the best. Yes. They are the best. I do
2: have something. I think we should add an animal shelter. Oh. Because I love taking care of my cats, and I like I want to take care of a lot of animals, but I don't really have like a lot of room in our backyard <laughs> to have so many animals. No doubt. But like, if we had like an the proper like uh, just a place that where we could like take care like yeah. like or like something where I like a what? like a mini zoo like like something or like
0: Are you talking about animals that may be sick or injured yeah. and, or and lost. Like,
2: but like people could actually
0: come a little bit closer like, to like
2: people could actually come and volunteer to um, help the animals and like
0: um, no, that is a beautiful answer. So so mom mom is all about helping people. You're all about helping animals. Like, what a wonderful family you guys are. <laughs> you going to be a vet one day? You ever think about that? No? no.
1: Yeah. How old are you? Nine.
0: Nine, all right. Okay, guys, so before you leave, we do a little th- something called a shout-out. Is there anyone out here in Hamilton, Mexico, anyone who might listen to this you want to give a shout-out to?
1: I guess, um... I want to give a shout out to the mayor who has been a great supporter. This, Are you talking about uh, the
0: people's mayor? I called. Yeah. I did an episode with him. You've never listened to an episode. You got to listen to that episode okay, yes. where <laughs> he calls me a Hamiltonian. <laughs> and uh, that makes it official, by the way.
1: Um, and
0: uh, yeah, I called him the people's mayor because yeah. of people. What has he done to help you?
1: Oh he has uh, supported the Hamilton Health Coalition that's another thing that I uh, I've been doing maybe another time I'll talk about it um, but the mayor has supported we got a grant from Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and New Jersey health initiatives to create a group of uh, to work with a group of connectors to help work with the Latino community here but that would be for another conversation but the mayor has been super supportive uh, Cassie Jacobelli from Main Street she'll but, be on the show mm-hmm. she'll but, be on uh, the yes. show. <laughs> Ben Ott, uh, Richard Riemann, who's also. Wait, did you uh, say
0: Ben Ott?
1: Ben Ott. We don't talk
0: about Ben Ott on this (laughs) show.
1: (laughs) Just kidding. We love you, man. I know.
0: Every chance Um, I get to rip on Ben on this show, I'm taking it. I can
1: imagine just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Richard Riemann, who's another person. You should interview him. Who? Richard Riemann, the the owner of ARH.
0: Okay, you want to tell me about Um, him later?
1: Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um he also is a generous uh, person from Hamilton, um uh, a uh, person with a lot of integrity that I have a lot of respect for. Okay. Um I'm so I don't want to miss any Jim Donio who ha who's also is kind of um leader in the community. Yeah, he won't be on uh-huh. my show, I've asked. <laughs> I love you, Jim. Get on my show,
0: man. I almost had him once but he slipped uh, through my fingers.
1: Yeah. I don't want to miss uh, Patty Miller. Uh, it's a lot of people. I just think that Hamilton is a very uh, generous, um, instead of in, in, um, caring. Who else?
0: Oh, Tara. Uh? Tara knows somebody.
1: Ah, uh, yes, like uh, Tr- Trish Daniel from the Family Success Center. She was that just is on the show. Great. Yeah, I know you had her. Yes, she was fantastic. So, uh-huh, yes. Yeah. So all those people How there. awesome are
0: the people of Hamilton? Uh-huh. My yes, I God. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yes.
0: The best. Yes. Tara, you uh-huh. want to give a shout-out to a best friend or a teacher or somebody? Um, um, my friend
2: Melania
1: is really nice. She's Trish's daughter. Jocelyn. Yeah. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, Jessica Capella, who's Jocelyn's, uh, Tara's daughter, uh, friend. Uh, Jessica, um, she's her aunt. Okay. But she's a great person. There's a lot of great people here. There are so many, right? Mm -hmm.
0: And you guys are at the top of them. You (laughs) guys are (laughs) amazing Uh people. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you to you.
0: Thank you. You're wonderful, too.
1: Awesome.
0: Anytime you need my help, just summon. I will be there as well. Thank you. (laughs) All right. See you, people.